0: This is Podkit, episode
1: 27. Trello is just a proxy. On Saturday, December 10th, 2016. And now, help me. This episode of Podkit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad. This episode has show notes at thenexustv pk27. Hello!
0: Hi, everybody. Hello. I think we're back again. Yes, indeed, we are.
2: Again, in person, live. Together, (laughs) forever. (laughs) Woo. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. It's been a while. It has been a while. I don't know how long. We're we're going almost like two months now between every episode. Uh, You know, everything slows down in winter.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: But uh, after this, none of us will be in college anymore that's
1: right i'm uh planning on getting you're going
2: back to you're getting a master's uh
1: (laughs) no (laughs) okay not a moment not a moment at least i'm planning on getting a a microphone and an audio interface so i can record higher quality things remotely nice i'm i'm at least hoping we can bump up the scheduling of this maybe maybe not weekly that was that was ridiculous i don't know (laughs) how we did that that was awesome it was great yeah i don't know every other week or something yeah um, I think that'd be kind of fun and I'll have better equipment and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be in St. Paul till probably February, but then oh, I'll cool. maybe be in like, I don't know, something around the airport. Linden Hills, Richfield. Pro- probably Richfield. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I don't have any idea where I'm yeah, going to Just, just,
2: just find a room in the Best Buy building. Linden, just live Linden in Hills
1: it. is pretty great too. I would love to live where Google Fiber is.
2: <laughs> or not, sorry, not Google Fiber.
1: Uh, USI, USI. Okay. But I think... For a house for, you know, like a four or five bedroom house, in that yeah. area, it's kind of expensive. Probably. It's, so, it's definitely true. You know, just to rent for now. So it's like, yep. Eh, yep. I don't know if that's going to work, but... I don't know if I'll ever be able to live in a place without USI after, no, yeah. after living in a place with USI. Yeah. Like, if, if I had to deal with... I've yeah. gotten used to back to my 12 megabit. I had... Because uh-huh. I had gigabit for freshman, sophomore, and junior year.
0: Right. That's right. And that's so it was...
1: Sophomore. Oh man, when I came home for uh, breaks and things, it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's been a while, so it's okay. I had 100 megabit Ethernet last fall in Europe, nice. and that was that was like a good middle ground. It was fast <laughs> yeah. enough, but it wasn't quite gigabit. And so, um, I'm I'm hoping. I, I don't know. I'm hoping everyone in the house will agree to pay for the fastest that we can get.
2: I don't seeing I don't... as
1: mm-hmm. three. Of the four or five people there will be computer science. Yeah, people. I don't think anybody don't would think.
2: say no. Yeah. So. Um, and even if it's 150 books to get. Right. A but gigabit, four or five people. It's I'll so worth it. it I'll but... do it.
0: The hilarious thing about USI, I have to say, was that like we, when we were looking at getting set up with a connection, we picked, uh, we were like, oh, well, we could just do the standard 25. Like that was, that was the base. What? And I was like, wait, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. It
2: was like 25 for a dollar. 25 for free oh well hmm. yeah okay and so a dollar
0: yeah and then uh well you know for, quote unquote free included yeah. in the rent and if you price it out it would be yeah yeah uh it it would be market rate i guess um but then the next step up was 100 megs mm-hmm. and it was like the cost of two burritos per so, month per <laughs> so person? i was just like or oh total. whatever so, like total twenty dollars <laughs>
1: for hundred. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, incredible.
0: but I mean, so the, the, the trick is that the, the rent is, you know, a a lot, but, (laughs) but it's, um, it's very, very
1: nice. (laughs) Well, that's, that's worth it sometimes. Yeah. USI.
2: Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. We'll see.
1: So our last, I'm looking here. Our last recording of this is October 29th. Oh, Which my goodness. with uh, or the next TV only says it was a month ago, so we're fine.
0: Okay, so it's, it's, it's just on one month ago, once a month, sort of. And I'm the saying, the,
2: yeah. the CMS does not lie. So Doesn't and then we had one on
1: August twenty eighth and <laughs> September tenth. So that was like nice. two weeks, pretty much perfect. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Okay, there you
1: go. So I think uh, recording more often. I'll have a setup at home so we can yes. do remote. That'll. And that'll, that'll be I have easier. a setup here, of course. Yeah,
2: exactly. And we yeah. just have to make sure Brandon. isn't isn't driving 100 miles or not writing 20 pages and i think
1: we can uh even uh continue to explore multi-track recording yes Yes. yes, that is very nice
0: awesome the uh we should probably put in the show notes the uh youtube video that uh uh friend of the network more than friend of the network uh friend friend of the universe but also (laughs) what a good
2: joke (laughs)
0: <laughs> i was sitting on that one uh anyhow um ian made a video about uh the different recording styles did he not i believe
1: he yes did. he did did i see that maybe it's on youtube I so can. how recent was it i feel like i've I've subscribed to him for a little while a week or two
2: ago maybe yeah mm. um there so, we go Found oh. it. I'll put it in there. You
1: know, I don't think I actually I saw that one, but I was busy and I'd never actually watched it.
2: Well, so in, in in brief, so we we have sort of two styles, well, three styles really. So we have what we're doing right now, which is a group podcast here in the studio. Oh, it,
1: he posted to the Nexus. That's why I'm yes. not subscribed to that.
2: <laughs> well, maybe you should. Um, all right. so, so we have three styles We have this one where we're recording all together In the studio, live, right now In person, and it's all going into my computer here mm-hmm. And I will edit it when it's done Then we have the other style where Maybe maybe somebody's remote, like Brandon For example um, and, and when that happens, we use the server computer Over there, which also doubles as our guest computer And we use Google Hangouts to Sort of pipe him into the mixer And then into the recording And we can all hear him, and it's great Um, And Hangouts works fairly well You know, there's some glitches here and there And when Brandon had Comcast There would be glitches here, there, and everywhere Yes, indeed Um, And and so now, with with U.S. fiber You know, it's easier and better But I still don't have good internet So it doesn't matter, I guess Um, And then the the third solution Which has been done a few times now Is sort of the double-ender, triple-ender approach Mm -hmm. Where everybody records independently And then somebody has to figure out How to link them all back up in post um, I think
0: one of those was the Apple event from this fall. This? Yeah. That was the first one I was September. involved with. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that you had
1: set up. That was really neat. Turned out really nice. Um, it took a lot more time to edit the things, but um, I didn't record the Hangout call. So oh. um, I just recorded myself. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't have Audio Hijacker. I, I'd need to investigate a little more time into looking at that. Yeah, and then need the marco script which auto if, fixes if, it all if we had the marco so script we would up. be
2: i would be doing it way more um so the the biggest problem that we have is if we do double or triple or quadruple or any number tuple of enders we have we run into the problem where the cpu drift is just too great mm-hmm. and every track is just off set from each other and it sucks and it's hard to fix yes indeed
1: But you just have to hope for um, things like someone interrupts the podcast and you have to pause (laughs) the recording so then I can just fix it right there.
2: Right. I mean, sometimes it's easy to fix, but sometimes it's hard to fix. So I, my first one was when we went up to Morris and we uh, recorded that makeshift podcast. That was awesome. With the worst tech (laughs) I've ever used. Um, And for, for fun, I recorded on my phone and on the little recorder thing. Yeah. And I had two tracks, so I had to recenter the little recorder track yeah. cuz i th- that was the one that was off consistently. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So, it's one of those things. We'll get there.
1: So, now no what we need here is a a time server that runs over the internet that yes. can sync up every s- I don't computers. know if that would,
2: I don't know if that'll be enough like it it's it's um it's it's almost going too fast for that to even work.
1: So, we have we buy a nice big Crystal what if we and all... then we have we run a wire to everyone's house that sinks yes. off of that so we we uh distribute our our clock cycles I
0: don't know that sounds <laughs> risky frisky but awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh yes indeed well, with all that said we've uh had kind of uh a lot of interesting stuff going on in each of our uh kind of existences here uh starting with Brian. Uh, I know you've been uh, working for a while now. So what's 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 up? How's it going? It's going well.
1: Yeah, I uh, finally uh, started working somewhere uh, mid November. Somewhere, somewhere. Where? Where is it? C. A. Robinson, where I interned in 2015. Nice. Um, I'm on their data warehouse customer team. Woo! So we kind of report to more of the marketing, um, um, more customer kind of. Um, Projects. I think we have a lot of, um, we're kind of like a grab bag for a lot of things. Some Mm -hmm. other teams in the data warehouse team are focused on specific um, segments of the company. And we're just kind of a here, this will affect everyone or, Mm -hmm. or something. So my project is the lobby visualization, which is the same one I worked on as an intern. Only the code has changed a whole lot. And everyone, everyone I'm working with now has not been working on this for very long. And so the whole team has turned around a lot and, Mm -hmm. um, so I'm getting to um, to learn about all of that. Using Angular 1.5 and well now maybe 1.6 because the package JSON file had the carrots for yep. 1.58, and oh, so no. 1.6 was automatically there. Yeah, uh, I don't Oof. think I'm I'm not at a point where any build is automatically passing everything at the moment um, in the DevOps pipeline. Jenkins yeah. passes, but the um, UI acceptance end-to-end test fails on the release management server so i don't know what's going on oh no yeah but i don't know I'll maybe let's hard code every version and that'd be a, a quick solution yeah but that
0: is, that is kind of an interesting thing if, if if you don't mind me derailing for a moment yeah, go for it. uh the the whole like uh package json kind of philosophy right mm-hmm. i know there have been projects that i've worked on where we stick with the carrots and projects that i've worked on where every version needs to be fixed at whatever yep. it is at at build time. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, I guess, one of the things that the that the Yarn kind of interface to NPM yeah. seems to solve. A little bit. Because well, yarn, a- yarn is like
1: solve. hard yeah. code every version. Yeah.
2: Well, So what Yarn does is it's not necessarily for that. Right. What Yarn does is it expands the dependency tree to a flat tree. Exactly. So it's not a tree, it's a list. Yeah. And so it knows what to download for everything. So yep. uh, a package's dependencies might have another package that it's dependent on. And that one might be using the carrot. Mm-hmm. So instead of having all of these carrot things sliding all the way up... Exactly. You just freeze them all simultaneously. Yeah. And that's what yarn does. Absolutely. Yep.
1: So I'm struggling with that. Hopefully I'll get something working there. I did do the work to get it working with Angular 1.6. The the new ng on it features um, didn't seem to affect me too much. That's good. However it was nice. built out. Um, I just had to change... The um, URLs default to just a hash in pre one point six. One point six, it's a hash bang. Mm, that's um, interesting. There is a setting to remove that, but I just weird, weird, arbitrary
2: change, change that is unnecessary. Yeah, I think it was
1: something to do with clarity of doing local or relative links. Where if you're snapping to an ID or something, I, don't, mm, I no, don't quote me on that. I looked at it briefly. No, um, and then there is one. Um, other thing because the HTTP service now um, returns a promise that you have to do a then or a catch mm-hmm. versus a success and failure um, callback. I think is what, or maybe that was another yeah. method on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a test that um, was doing that and it was just checking that this promise existed, but it was um, failing. There's more explicit error that because there was no catch case on the promise, the test through an error rather than saying, yes, it's defined. So yes, I just added an empty uh, <laughs> then and catch method, and that fixed my one failing test. Nice. Okay, that was really technical. So this project is also using D3 as well as Microsoft or Bing Maps
2: um,
1: built up with Webpack and all running a node 0.12. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think it's incredible that you're still using 0.12 because... Like, I,
1: w- I mean, I am I ran w- Node. 6 on my server until i tried to push things and they broke i'm like oh that's right what's weird to me is that node version manager and
2: what's weird is that webpack even works on such a low version like that's incredible
1: it is
0: off the rails that's for sure
1: i'm having an issue now where uh i pushed a change when i was running node 6 up Mm -hmm. a couple things failed then it passed jenkins and jenkins as far as i can tell is running node 0.12 then the acceptance test failed so then I went and installed node version manager to get 0.12.5, yep. the same version that the Jenkins server is running. And I tried to to run the same things, and it failed for a completely different reason. Something basically that it doesn't support ES6. Of course. And so, at least without the Harm- Harmony flag. Mm-hmm. And so I have no idea what is actually running. Because it seems like it wouldn't run at all if it was running what it says it's running. <laughs> but i don't know so Who i'm
0: knows.
1: pushing <laughs> devops to be able to run not node 0. 0.12 oh yeah, for sure but that could take a long time and i do need to push a change out to use the enterprise bing
2: certificate or See, it's really, rather than my really bad private when one. <laughs> your so when tricky. your devops team doesn't want to upgrade your versions because i think
1: they want to it's on their Trello board but it's a lot of work and it shouldn't be a, that
2: much work if it's a lot of work, that's a bad sign. They told me to just
1: specify the engines in my package.json file, which seems like Engines? There's yep. In the Yeah. Package, there's a it's a flag. So you can set um like your NPM and node version as well as yeah. some other I think it's a place for oh, yeah, yeah. for mm-hmm. systems in like a, a pipeline to check versions of mm-hmm. the base software it's running on. Like, Still bad.
2: Like, not a good sign. Uh we have a client at work that um in order to work on their stuff. They give us this VDI, and then the VDI basically remote desktops into a virtualized Windows box somewhere in their infrastructure. Absurd. Really cool, but absurd. Um, And then they have to authorize any installation of software. And so they have, like, this repository of NPM versions, and it goes up to 3 and stops. And the one everybody uses is 12. Well, 3 isn't even, like...
0: any
1: exactly. what, what, what do you mean, like Node three? 3? Th- Node yeah, 3 so IOJS? Yeah. yeah, Oh Wow.
2: Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. They just haven't even thought about putting four and above on because yeah. most
1: things need four now. Exactly. I haven't seen much that requires six, but we'll get there in a in a year. I bet there'll be. They'll I, think, I think I think it'll
2: I think it'll skip six and just go up to eight at that point because async await will come in with yeah. eight and it'll change our lives for the better. Yeah,
1: I guess Node four has ES six most of the. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I've, uh, worked on another project that had kind of a similar
0: scenario where you get a VDI mm-hmm. and that actually, that the VDI's sole purpose is to run, uh, essentially remote desktop. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's really sassy. It but is, but it's obnoxious to work in. It is obnoxious to work in. Um. Though in, in one the one of the one case I used it, they must have a really robust network. Mm-hmm. It was
2: pretty performant. Right, pretty performant. Yeah, that's that's been our experience too, and it's amazing. Uh, if they have all of that IT infrastructure, why do they really need us? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, so interesting approach. I have some uh, pipeline issues there that I'm trying to work out, but I'm adding new things and. So do you, so well. you
2: do you like working there? Is it lots of fun?
1: Yeah, it's it's a large company. The IT building is 450 people and there's their executive building and their Minneapolis office or branch. Nice. So that's on that campus. Um, have you visited the coffee truck yet? Or rather, has the coffee truck visited you? Uh, there's a food truck every week-ish, at least during the summer, and they're trying to do this more here. I don't know. I try not to buy lunches. Gotcha. So coffee truck, they do have free coffee there, so that's kind of what they nice. go on. And it's not just like, bad coffee they have grinders there and they have peace coffee in one kitchen and dog one another and some that's cool other one another one another one another one so it's there's um slack channel called the buzz that's nice. talking about coffee and hmm. yeah people get to there's like i think raffles and things and some of the prizes are you get to pick the coffee for a month then
0: nice you know, that's cool yeah the coffee truck that used to be over by where i worked i uh, near the guthrie mm-hmm. uh they used they used to always tell me that they'd go down to ch robinson one
1: day a week and it was huh. like, okay
2: Oh is that I the the Nitro there. one
0: uh that they're the one that also has nitro, yeah mm-hmm.
2: yep.
1: I will look look out for that. I don't know yeah. if they' do it during the winter here or not maybe i and I don't I know if they probably one. the the tech building or a different one, but yeah. we'll
2: see, yep, misfit coffee, they're cool mm-hmm. folks mm-hmm. Right. I'll keep an eye out things well, I've been working on stuff lately um so the the projects I used to be on, I think when we last did this was um you know the drug project thing right and that ended that's done good to go um so now i've been working on some angular 2 stuff which is quite a bit different from what we were doing with knockout yes um but uh i don't know if you've heard about this but i hate angular and angular 2 oh no um like if you if you read uh the twitter lately and and you know you're just following some average javascript people they'll probably have shared an article recently about why angular 2 isn't that great (laughs) This is true. And, and so there's, there's any number of reasons and, you know, some of them are valid reasons and some of them are just like, eh, you know, just personal reasons. But my biggest problem with Angular 2 is that it is impossible to know anything about how it works and it is just so complex and so pointless. Uh, it, it's a framework for framework's sake at this point, right? Uh-huh. Um, so our, our, our first deal was to learn Angular 1 so, because, um, you know, a lot of, clients come in with existing projects so it's good to know at least some legacy tech so, so that we can... Spending some like company time to learn stuff here? Yeah, and so we could just flip right over to it if we need to just take in a project that already exists instead of spinning one up ourselves. And so Angular 1 is slightly okay, like it's less bad sort of. Um, but then, we decided to add Webpack into the mix. So instead of being entirely client-side, now we have to have all these pre-compiler step things and... So Webpack
0: makes every project more efficient by making it less efficient.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> we we had to basically spend four days of a week yep. figuring out how to configure Webpack just right to get it to actually do what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, by the time I was done I realized, oh man, I was using Webpack one the whole time. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh goodness. Um so so that that's kind of fun. Um, and so, at work, I've been pushing people towards Vue for as much as I possibly can. So, we don't have any clients that are going to use Vue right now, mm-hmm. but as I push people to learn Vue and to think of Vue, um, I really like how it works. I like its architecture. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing that... So, we use Java as our end stack primarily, and we love our service containers, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that Angular provides that Vue doesn't provide. Mm-hmm. But... If you just pull in another library that just happens to provide service containers, you're then good you're to okay. go. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I, I really like that kind of thing. When I'm um, when I, when I um, I'm, I'm working on little side projects at work for work, I will use Vue to showcase why it's so nice. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a funny story about Mongo now. Is MongoDB web scale? MongoDB is web scale, so much so that you can do anything. Because you're an expert at Mongo oh, at Web man. Scale, um, a lot of lot of jokes in that one. Yes, indeed. um, so the funny thing about Mongo is sorting. Mm-hmm. So let's say you had a table full of you know like just pieces of pieces of data. No, 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 no. Just a table on a website. Just a, oh, a java, just a, a... JavaScript driven table. Oh, I see. Okay. Let's just say you had a table and it's just full of data. You know, you got some columns, and you got a bunch of rows, and maybe you need to paginate that. Yep. Well, now let's say you need to be able to sort those columns. So, like, you know, you have a name field, the last name, a username, and, you know, some other data fields. And you just want to be able to sort. Well, guess who can't sort? MongoDB. MongoDB cannot sort when you do case insensitive (laughs) sorting. So let's say you wanted to have first and last names be sortable. But you wanted to make it so that it didn't matter if the person entered it in uppercase or lowercase or any case. You wanted to sort case insensitively. You can't do it in Mongo until version 3.4. Oh my goodness. And all our servers are running Mongo 3.2 point bug fix. Wow. Well, so we upgraded all our servers Mm -hmm. and you think, well, that must've solved it, right? Well, no, here's the problem. We use spring and guess who didn't update yet? Spring. 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 So, so then I thought, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to literally track down which file it is Make a new file and attempt to overwrite it on the class path. You know, just give it higher priority. Yeah. No, it's hard coded to to not let you do that. You got to be kidding. No, it's not. It's not something you can replace on the class path through the service container. It's literally a part of Spring. It's hard coded. If it, it's like in a for loop, if case insensitive, throw error.
1: Did you? Is Spring open sourced? Yeah. Can you uh, submit an issue or a request? I, 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 I
2: have. I will do that. Um. So what I tried, the the spring gear was down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Uh, I'll just step in for a second to You'll say, never get this done, Ryan. This I is one hundred percent my experience with spring as well. <laughs> I'm. 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 Uh. Uh, upset but not surprised, I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, and and so spring fr- springframework dot is where they they store a bunch of their you know docs and repos and stuff. It broke too. <laughs> um, oh it it, 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 it <laughs> I don't I don't know what happened on on that day. Um, and that that was on Thursday, and I I just f- I still am baffled about that. Um. So we will have eventually uh case insensitive sorting on our in our project, mm-hmm. but not anytime soon apparently.
1: No. Nope. Well if you need a another upvote on a Jira ticket or something, oh, let sure. me know. I'd yeah. love to yeah. increase yeah. visibility. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Like,
2: it is, so, and you'll
1: get I, everyone in your office to do that as well. Oh right?
2: absolutely. We we've done that. We've opened <laughs> a bunch of tickets and we've all just made accounts and just upvoted them. And, you know, of Does course they ignore prior, them. Oh, but they, but they know
0: because all your GitHub accounts are suffixed with Doherty right? Yeah. No, I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> no, but they are.
0: Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But
2: <laughs> Well, the email address is for sure will give it away, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. But. So... What what um and then finally we'll we'll talk about microservices, I think. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. this is loads of fun. So the project that we are working on is what we call a bench project because it's something we're doing while we're on the bench, waiting yeah. between other client engagements. And so this is a um do you know what a PMO is?
0: Uh but is this a software thing or a business thing? It's a
2: PM thing. Project, project manager management. thing. I was
0: gonna say, yeah, project management office is how I've heard it used. Yeah, I
2: don't know what a PMO Does P is. P stands for project. Yes, and M stands for management. management. And o stands for
0: something. Office or officer. So, like for example, when we were doing a big upgrade at the U, we had something. We had an entity called the PMO, the project mm-hmm. management office, and it was made of a bunch of folks who do, uh, who basically whose sole purpose is to <laughs> make sure is to, is to is to be an alpaca, and and uh, no. Uh, but, uh, really, really cool folks. I knew some of these folks, but they were made up of, of people from like communications offices and like business stuff. And their, their role was to like, make sure that if, if this change goes through, is it going to cause everything to, 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 to be awful? Up. Yeah.
2: Well, right. So this thing we're making is sort of the PMO's dashboard thingamajig. Oh yeah. So it's like, there's a risk assessment thing with a bunch of like predetermined risk dimensions and they yeah. can... Approximate the riskiness of a certain you know, endeavor. Nice, um, and then they can document it and store it and you know put notes on it whenever they want. Um, there's an ideas repository. So as project managers and BAs and presumably yeah. developers, I guess if they even have ideas, <laughs> do they even think? Do developers think? I don't know. I don't know. Do, <laughs> it's like do androids dream? I, I, do I developers I think
0: th- I tried to think once it was awful. My uh, my
1: latest idea that I I told my my BA was we should gzip and cache these. You know, two to six megabyte JSON files. You don't say. Yes, indeed you should. (laughs) So Um, that's my latest endeavor.
2: So this this software is, 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 you know, sounds cool, right? Mm -hmm. Well, here's my problem with it. So we're using, uh, you know, just some simple CRUD-based APIs in the back end just to store all the stuff Mm -hmm. in a MongoDB because I wanted to start it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it should be simple and easy. And it is. Like, there's four collections in the mongo database. Yep. That's it. Cuz that's all we're storing. Simple stuff. But for some reason, somebody's great idea was to make this five microservices. <laughs> so there's one for the risk stuff, there's one for the idea stuff, there's oh. one for user stuff, okay. and then there's another one for just because. Nice. Um and and um I don't like I don't I don't know how much you've used the microservice approach, yeah. but but at some point they actually need to do something before they need to be a microservice. This is true. So I guess I sort of do this thing. So we're not Netflix. We're not Spotify. We're yeah. not We're not like we don't have 500 microservices. We don't need that many. Yeah. So I sort of start from the approach of let's make it a monolith and then split things out if we need to. Once we know what,
0: what each of these
2: microservices needs to be. What, yeah. And, how those and once they actually get big enough to merit being independent. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, and so here I'll give you the the best example of the day. At some point, it was before our team got onto the bench yeah. to work on the bench project. So that's how it works. Yeah. Like teams that come off of an engagement, just go do whatever bench project's around. Somebody had had this great idea of making a forgot password service. and And so then, they were confused as what to do when they had to make a forgot username service. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, we fixed that and rolled it right back into the user service uh, standalone. It's so micro Thank goodness. Oh man, it's smaller than micro at this point, right? Nano service. Nano service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that was that's been my fun week on. Um, well, my fun two months. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. No, yeah. that's
0: that's awesome though. I think a lot of companies have something like that. Um, uh, one of the things that I did for that at, at the U a while back was actually uh that backed by Google Google Sheets. Yes. I, I think I mentioned I think yes. I described that to you guys once. That was kind of cool. And um uh it turns out I'm not the only person to do that. They're they yeah, I've seen other other projects yeah. by other companies that actually also have their ops dashboards and stuff. Yeah. Um or, so ops in that sense referring to creative ops, mm-hmm. which is uh depending on the way your company is structured, um, can actually either be can can also include technical ops mm-hmm. wh- hilariously. Not actually hilariously, but kind of kind of neatly. But yeah.
2: Yeah. That's yeah, it's an interesting thing to see then.
0: <laughs> well so and well another thing too is I've I've only ever worked at Google Apps organizations. Mm-hmm. And as a result, a lot of these sort of internal tools tend, sure. tend to use
1: Oh no, are you all on Outlook? I am. Uh yep. Microsoft all the way. Yeah. Team Foundation server uh, for I, Okay, well I'm not that bad. Stories and management. Um Trello is just a proxy that the BA handles for, for <laughs> oh, people outside oh my of God. <laughs> Trello is, is the thing I don't touch but what people outside of our our team look at.
0: <laughs> so you're saying Trello is a proxy that's updated by a human being.
1: Yeah. To match to, TFS. To match TFS. Oh. Yeah. But oh, it's so sorry. it's the, it's where the backlog of things for this project is. Uh, okay, that's it's, reasonable. TFS is oh. so our team, because everyone else on the customer team uses TFS. So right, right. That makes sense. It's kind of a, a weird <laughs> weird area there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently in the um, new year, I might be learning C Sharp and .NET uh, hey. again. Nice. Because um, allegedly we have some C Sharp work or something to work on. Yeah, we do as well. Mm. It's pretty terrifying.
0: <laughs> i see i was did i tell i i might have mentioned mm-hmm. uh i think at least two of our episodes have been opportunely timed so i could talk about this i uh essentially set out to learn as much as i could about c-sharp in like four hours yeah that was fun it's not that bad um, huh? but mostly because it was a project I, ne- I really needed to get done yeah on c-sharp in in a couple hours and um and it it's pretty pretty reasonable Java-y. pretty java e yeah. and mm-hmm. pretty uh like the tooling is pretty great. Of course, Visual mm-hmm. Studio, yeah. which some say is like the best IDE in the yep. universe. Mm-hmm. I reserve my judgment on that, but it's it seemed pretty helpful. Like it's a helpful it's IDE. It's certainly not the worst. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst. That'd be Dreamweaver. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Every every time occasionally somebody uh when I was working at the u they would they would ask for help with Dreamweaver yeah. and I'd be like, Oh sh- sure. But maybe we should set you up with a different tool first. And uh, they're like, no, my classes I have to use Dreamweaver, and I'm like, has your teacher ever published a website ever?
1: No, almost
0: certainly not. I yeah. remember
1: using Dreamweaver in high school for no. the web page design with with right. Reinhardt, and oh my god, I hated it. There was like, I was like, oh cool, you can just like drag stuff around, but then I look at the code generators. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I don't know, no, right? See, yeah. if, Dreamweaver is like this weird factory where like you put you
0: put in. Hopes good ideas and, and hopes and dreams and, and outcomes, nightmares, nightmares. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because like so much of that code, as you, as you mentioned, Brian, is like gobbledygook that is not even remotely related to the way that you actually want to write HTML if you're doing it by hand. Uh, and the the hilarious thing is that at a certain point, uh, like adobe made a better version of dreamweaver it's called brackets (laughs) yes and it's super simple it's a text editor with a live preview function built in Mm -hmm. and that is way better than dreamweaver perhaps will will ever end up being
2: yeah uh what a thing anyhow yes indeed no So you've been working on stuff.
0: I have been working on stuff indeed. You don't say. I I have. I've been pretty insufferably uh, rambling on about my thesis for like the past as long as I've been working on my thesis. Uh, I think that's like six months now. Uh, And uh, there's actually some kind of interesting technical stuff that goes into this. Uh, this is the first Python project I've worked on in a long time. Yay
1: Python! Yeah, are you using Python three? I
0: am using Python Ooh. three. The first algorithm uh, was implemented in Python two point seven. Then I was like, "This is dumb," <laughs> uh, and and moved solid choice. Moved it to Python three. The yeah. hilarious thing is, I did not need to change the code at all. Only the the command line executable I used. To run it, <laughs> that and that worked. was well written Python 2.7 code. Thank you. Yeah, so it's also <laughs> rather simple Python 2.7 code. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, the the complexity kind of comes in. You know, what, well, what? Uh, who was I talking with? There was there is someone who I was ta- describing this to. It might have been you all at JavaScript Minnesota, but like Python and pseudocode are essentially the same thing.
2: Well, I I, I always it. think that Java and pseudocode are the same, but this yeah. is
0: true. This is true, right? But there, there's there's a certain for some certain definition of pseudocode. Yeah python can be pseudocode it'd be um, it,
1: it would be pseudocode without brackets hey brendan you should come to Pymento's with me
0: yes i totally i've been will. going
1: i've been everyone since i first went to my first one is that
0: another wednesday meetup or are they tuesdays the thursdays the thursdays okay awesome i'm so excited i'm gonna go to all the next meetups. one
1: is that buzzfeed what
2: oh that's so I went cool, in the north loop yeah
1: it's a really nice office oh, the last my one goodness. there was really it was quite fun
0: right on so they moved out of uh, uh augusto um no, they well, weren't no in the, augusto. the one
1: on this last thursday was in augusto okay um so there have only been two in augusto this will be the second one at buzzfeed nice there's a web dev night one was at veritas one was at dev jam nice. so they've, they've been in like a new place every time oh so wow So they, they float around i think there's some usuals but they're not like one place all
0: okay nice 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 well i'm i'm very excited to uh do that and i think work work will will help me out i'll, I'll bring my my space 150 crew our squad uh as many of them you as guys I should could. host oh we are so down for hosting meetups like it's not even funny you um, should
1: you should host a nexus tv meetup
0: yes. <laughs> One Hundred and
2: Fifty. what would that even do maybe like three people in the room <laughs> Well, They
1: could That'd learn about fun. podcasting and how and how we work. Oh, we could, oh. and
0: we could we could get out the the VR stuff for you guys. We yeah. could just yeah. we could just work on, on our
1: CMS. Yeah, there, of a group there you of go. People, right, like, yeah. it's woo, true. Typing.
0: See, we yeah. Uh, anyhow, so yeah, work stuff. I should talk about work stuff now, shouldn't I? Probably. Um, so, uh, one of the things that I've been working on of late is a React Native component that implements a uh, an API um, or i uh, that essentially implements bindings to some other, um, like vendor SDK. Mm-hmm. And that has been really interesting, really interesting stuff. Um, it's this, this time around, writing Objective C makes a lot more sense than it did like 10 years ago when I first started trying
1: it, which when is like, Brandon oh, was a wee little junior high school student.
0: Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. Though. I, I bought that, I bought that big Objective C book and I was like, yeah, no, I, then i went back to writing javascript there are brackets everywhere what do i do well yeah there's square brackets and curly braces so i now have no idea no but um and you know after a couple years of cs education it's very very much um more reasonable to understand what these Mm -hmm. pluses and minuses before the methods mean and all that stuff sending messages to objects is no longer such a foreign thing um but uh one of the things about react native components that are kind of weird is that you have to kind of, if you're building a separate react native project, you almost have to like build that module in alongside an existing react native application, because otherwise all these headers and stuff that you need to pull in aren't going to be present in the project. and You'll get a bunch of build failures and everything will be sad. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how many of, many of the other react native bridges to kind of native SDKs work. Um, but there's not really a good guide for it. I mean, so there's the react native docs, but I mean, yeah, much like the, the every react other docs. react docs. What docs? Yeah. They're, essentially you have to know it in order to, to yeah. know it. Yeah. Um, right. but that's, that's all right. There's, there's lots of stuff I've been able to piece together and I'm hoping to write a thing about how, how the heck to do this. That maybe formal, you know, maybe mm-hmm. formalizes some of these practices, um, just so that other people can at least critique them and tell me how, how they can be improved. Um, but, Otherwise, it's really tricky, I think, to, you almost have to have a module already done in order mm-hmm. to write a module. So yeah, that, that, that seems to be the pattern sort of with
2: React in general. Like, yeah. you can't use React at uh, any reasonable complexity without having already used it at reasonable complexity. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Um, but, or or with burning a lot of time learning stuff. But that's, that's part of what makes it uh, such a neat ecosystem, I think, I guess um i guess I guess. I, I guess but it's you know and it's really slick once you can get that to work like the ios bindings once i could just get a thing that that allowed me to call like objective c code that would just return a string and then i could get that back into the into the javascript side it was awesome yep. really neat um i guess another thing that i've been working on recently is like voice interfaces which is kind of neat mm. it kind of intersects with the natural language parsing stuff i was so doing to
2: have an app on the google home
0: maybe so i I don't know this is this is that was more for fun um but i ended up picking up an alexa dot uh, or an echo dot an amazon dot thingy that's like has the thing that talks to you yeah um and i just got it yesterday and it is a very very neat contraption very neat contraption uh and building uh building a an application for it is really rather simple Mm -hmm. the trick is there aren't there isn't really like a a great deployment process for it. So if you want to commit anything and track your changes, which like now I think I mentioned on Twitter a couple of times that I'm kind of using Git and GitHub for everything that I can, because Mm -hmm. that's how I work now. And that as a result, it's helpful to parallelize that as much as I can. Um, Even if like, for example, for my task tracker for the past couple of weeks, I was just like using a GitHub project that had a bunch of markdown files and the markdown files are basically empty. Mm -hmm. Um, like just being able to use that ecosystem is really nice, uh, and it's really difficult to do that with uh, an Alexa app. So it seems because generally you the assumption is that you're using a Lambda function, an AWS Lambda function, uh, and oh, nice. that's, that's that's fine. Cool. Well. That, that's fine, but it's very difficult to get the log statements back out of it unless it's configured in just just such a way, uh, and a lot of that's not necessarily documented. So could definitely be improved. Uh, the other thing, though, is that they do seem to really want people to create Alexa apps, so mm-hmm. um, the motivation is there, even if the docs haven't quite caught up. Uh, also, editor-wise, I'm using Visual Studio Code now. Yeah. How did that Ooh. happen? Uh, this kind of came alongside the React Native component kind of work that mm-hmm. I was doing. I was like, huh, may as well try and uh, and see what this is all about because Adam wasn't cutting it for this sort of work yeah. that has to kind of traverse those like project files and stuff. Yeah, and
2: there's the you know how React projects get there's hundreds of components all the way down yeah
0: yeah so you need something that's a little bit uh, faster faster yeah willing to handle a project of that complexity visual studio code is pretty neat um also i'm using bear which is a markdown editor and i think we talked about this a little bit during the fringe but uh in the show itself uh what i what i want to mention most about bear is that it's really nice because it allows you to tie like markdown files synced essentially without having to think about it across um a like your macOS devices, your iOS devices, and that was the thing that I really felt wasn't quite there with OneWriter or any of the other Markdown apps I was trying to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably one hundred percent there with notes. Mm-hmm. But the trick is I really don't like notes. Hmm. I know I'm I know I'm awful, but
2: like, I don't know if I like notes either. I just
0: I just want it to be able to I just want to be able to write Markdown yeah. and have that Markdown synced from place to place. Because I have the Markdown pipelines, whether it's on my iPad or on my Mac. I just need to make sure that that file is in both places without having me to explicitly say, hey, put this in iCloud. Yeah. Or, hey, like Dropbox it. And I do not want to use Dropbox sync again. I'm not a fan yeah. of... like I What, just what, to what, what integrate. CPU usage? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what CPU usage?
2: Indeed. What memory footprint? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, memory Bigfoot, more like. <laughs> uh, yes indeed yes indeed but i guess that's like a whirlwind tour of what's been up with me of late there's going to be some more really cool stuff in the future i think yeah uh um,
2: excited to be done with you? i'm
0: very excited to be for done now with of you. course for for now yeah uh if if this thesis project goes over well and it, it may and if i end up going to conferences with it and stuff maybe i'll need to uh i'll need to do more with that mm-hmm. but uh we'll we'll see I, d- I definitely want to open source that p- package. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think it might be that time in the show. It the may time well be. The time for
2: dun, dun, dun. new Twitter followees.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, I'm, I'm first in the list and I'm already saying words. So I guess I'll, I'll go first. I hereby nominate myself. Uh, the, the first kind of Twitter followee that I've done is, is this, uh, company called Zupa Grafica, which is out, out of Poland. Um, and they're like a creative design studio that has lots of really neat, uh, kind of projects related to architecture and stuff. Uh, not necessarily super technical in nature, but I just love this feed. Um, I've been following it for some time now. Um, and if you're at all interested in that sort of architectural, uh, kind of, uh, modernist aesthetic, it is a high quality Twitter feed to follow. Uh, also, they're a design firm, and I highly recommend that technical folks follow design firms because they have lots of interesting stuff that they that they share that's kind of outside the realm of perhaps like, the normal technical content. Um, but it still can be super applicable to, to work in things.
2: I just want to mention that uh, their website apparently uses iWeb.
0: Yes, indeed it does. I think that's kind of funny. It
1: is very funny. Very funny indeed. Uh, iWeb. I never, I think I opened it once way back when, but I was like, what's this? I don't know. I don't know how to code. And so I closed it. You know, it was for like freshman year of high school. Yeah. That is such an adorable throwback. Ah, yes. I think my parents' iMac still has iDVD on it. Yes. Oh, oh I it think looks we so bad on whole. like El Capitan or Sierra. It does indeed. It,
0: it does indeed. I don't,
1: my 2008 MacBook might have it as well, but I, I had reinstalled the OS. Mm-hmm. With you know like Snow Leopard or, or or something newer, so I don't think it it auto-installed. I didn't mm-hmm. use my restore disk from 10.5.5. right? So I didn't get everything. I gotcha. That'd be fun to look around. Look around it. If you put an SSD in that thing, yeah, boot up Leopard. Oh my God, it'd be so fast.
0: It would fly. Yeah. Well, my next follower is uh, Christoph, who is uh, the one of the individuals behind Jest and Yarn. Uh, okay, yeah. And both, both of these are really neat projects. Jest is really cool. I've been using that uh, with the yeah. uh, with the React Native module. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to kind of test a little bit uh, more thoroughly. Of course, the trick is in order to test that you really need to have a React Native project around it. Right. But that's all well and good. I'm more than okay with that. Um, because making a really kind of... And so
2: of- with Jest, you just test each component and everything's good. Yeah, more or less. Oh, so nice. More or less. In Angular, when you test, you have to do all sorts of mocks and injections and blah 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 yeah yeah that's
0: one of the things i've been really impressed with about facebook and that ecosystem is that it's very much like uh like they have testing tools around Mm -hmm. it they've got like these file system watchers and, and the type checker and stuff or the pseudo type system surrounding it i guess right sure yeah um and then zulu alpha kilo this is another agency um they're really neat i think they're in alberta if i recall correctly no they're not they're in toronto
1: it almost sounds like a name of a sorority or something.
0: No, it's the phonetic alphabet, not not yeah. the Greek alphabet. Though the phonetic alphabet and the Greek alf- alphabet uh, intersect in some cases, hmm. uh, as, as with the middle thing there. These folks do some really cool stuff, um, and they um, particularly tend to uh kind of intersect uh between advertising and and digital uh mm-hmm. which as as you all know is kind of my jam uh and uh as a result like they a, a couple of other case studies have been kind of really neat to look at uh it's kind of interesting too because they're not actually uh, part of an agency network i don't believe though i should probably verify that real quick
2: so I, I love this website. So right uh, when you get to it, there's a uh, you know all this stuff on the page, and then there's a little thing down at the bottom that says, "This is a parody website." When you click it, it says, "Our lawyers made us say this." <laughs>
1: Where is this at <laughs> the bottom?
2: Uh, it's it, in the middle. It's like uh, legal note. This is a parody website with a gavel. On yes,
1: Alpha yep. yeah. oh, <laughs> this is the AlphaKilo.com.
2: Yeah.
1: this is a parody of ourselves. Uh, I see.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, see agencies like that are just always fun to that is really kind of play fun. around with because they're they're so sassy like this, uh, particularly fellow independent agencies like the place where I work. Yeah, fun stuff. Well,
1: I think that just about does it for me. Yep. All right. I followed. Well, I had big Twitter changes in my life since the last one. <laughs> I uh, I had uh, officially retired. Underscore Brian Mitchell. Underscore. That I was know, quick. I know it. It was only a couple months, but. I should have just done this before. So now I'm just using my one account, no longer two, and you should all follow at Brian Mitch L. <laughs> Still <laughs> difficult to pronounce and say, but um It's it's Brian Mitchell with one L. And no E. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's Brian Mitch
2: L. Wow. I've I <laughs> I don't
1: know if if you can kind of guess the spelling when I say it like that. But.
2: Sort of but it's like <laughs> it could be like L Capitan. Tr-
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> So if it if it's spelled out correctly in a service that shows the the casing and a username, yeah. it should be capital B, capital M, and capital L. That kind of nice. separates it. So that matches my GitHub profile, and I changed my Facebook and Instagram usernames to match that. So mm-hmm. Bman 4789 is is going away. I mean, it'll be on my email, but other than that, it should be disappearing mm-hmm. as I as I make new accounts. And yep. So uh, you could follow me on there. Uh, I have followed. Um, three people I put here. So the first one is uh, Ricky Brungett. He works at Microsoft yeah. doing, um, he's the senior program manager for Bing Maps. So hey. he's, he is the person who I see on every single comment of any concern about Bing Maps That's when funny. I'm working on it. So I figured I'd give him a follow on Twitter. Cool. Nice. Um, then we have uh, Jonathan Davis, who is um, a person who works on webkit at safari he's the person who writes the release notes for the new technology preview updates and that's that is the reason why i follow him on twitter
0: awesome
1: (laughs) i I figured i could always have some more insights to webkit development and things because that's my browser and rendering engine of choice same and finally is um um johannes um, ragam he's this um, guy who Spoke at the most recent um, Pymentos. He talked about the Zope database. Um, no, Zope is not the database. Z o d b. Maybe that is Zope Object Database, something like that. It's a database nice. written in Python for Python. That's cool. Um, so he gave a talk about that. It sounds pretty interesting. He's. I think he's just here teaching for this semester, and he's going back to Austria. So mm-hmm. he's just a short hop hop across the pond for a fall and going back. So that's awesome though. Yeah. You can find his slides of the talk on his Twitter and yeah, that's, that's why I followed. I mean, I follow a few more people, but I nice. mean like, like 200 plus people in the last, on this account at least, but most of those. So proud. People I <laughs> Yeah, did, You're just like Brandon. Now I did unfollow a few people within that, that bunch as well.
2: Yeah. And of course my, my followees section is blank here. Cause I don't follow people very frequently.
0: Yeah. all good. There's Ferris Bueller quote about this, something about people shouldn't follow people, they should follow themselves
1: or something. I follow myself I follow myself on Twitter.
2: <laughs> I, 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 it is fun to look at your old tweets like it's... Uh, like, oh, yeah, I was doing that that day. Huh? I wish yeah. you could connect
1: TimeHop to multiple Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> that might be one reason why I really didn't like having two. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's now a gap of five years of tech thing, or four and a half years of tech tweets that i just have missing the i see stuff about like ios 5 jailbreak and then i don't see anything about tech from since, mm. since about that time on yeah so well it was great you. to do this again it was yeah it's good good podcast. kit yeah and hopefully the next one won't be t- two months so one february to two months
2: yeah i think we should push for january i Maybe. think Absolutely. i think that's achievable
1: yes yeah. it's even specific
0: and measurable wow and attainable
2: oh my gosh
0: and are you a project
2: manager? I think it's, I think it's just able. <laughs> I think I did. I,
0: well, so the trick is I think I did there just do SMAAT and not SMART. No, I'm not. See, I'm, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a project manager. I am, I am a student of strategic communications though. And mm, it's the pretty overlap, close. <laughs> the overlap is great. And I'm friends with a lot of project managers. I adore my project managers. They're also great. <sighs> yeah well i think that just about does it for this episode doesn't
2: yeah, it yes i i believe it does all right well we will see you all
0: closer than one month from now
2: it could be 2017 though. well it, it might
0: be t- 2017 but it probably i think we
1: should say at least by january 31st we'll yeah have yes this yeah. in
2: 2017 <laughs> this is true January, See you.
1: Or or January twenty first of I mean or thirty first of twenty eighteen will absolutely at least have one episode. Online.
2: Oh, absolutely! I mean, unless some catastrophic happens, I mean,
1: e- I mean, even if that, I think we could pull it together. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, we
2: might have to use like Morse code and pigeons, but yes, or indeed. I mean,
1: at, at least I mean, it could be a two second recording of someone saying "Help me!" <laughs> <laughs> right up on a uh, podcast feed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I will get right on that, and edit then, and then Ian would put it on YouTube. <laughs>
2: yeah that's that's true so where can we find you on the internet
0: where can you find me on the internet Uh, you can find me probably most most frequently on twitter where i am brandon underscore mn uh if not there you can also find me on snapchat instagram or yeah that's probably most of it uh at that very same username uh snapchat is really fun where i post pictures of uh food that i eat at the restaurant that opened two doors down from me Ooh, That's um, convenient. and that yes it is frighteningly, dangerous frighteningly convenient and dangerous and i may have ordered an awful lot of food there yesterday <laughs> uh, when i went to celebrate finishing my thesis yes
2: um
0: you can also find me on github where i'm uh what am i on github well you skyline project still yes i think i am still still skyline project you can't change that i did well see i can't change it to something with an underscore though and um all of just my... say
1: brandon underscore spelled out, oh no. no no no
2: don't
0: oh, do gosh. that <laughs> that sounds amazing but awful at the same time <laughs> mostly I, just awful i think i am going to change my internal github username to brandon though uh but nobody will ever see that yeah. unless everyone starts working
1: at my
2: company hey, there you go
1: <laughs> well you have Tiny sales pitch you have brandon at uamanda so that's no longer that's, oh, no longer oh, just a temporary thing
0: yeah we'll or go with that working there yeah, we'll we'll go with that the second one. <laughs> it's actually the second one. Um, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: How about you, Brian? Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at BrianMitchL. Um, <laughs> I'm also that on GitHub and Facebook. I'm also on Snapchat at BMan479. My ro- most recent uh, story was me taking a selfie on a train that was empty. Yes, well, that's nice. I don't know. It was the last station, so I thought, why not? Oh, sure.
0: Hashtag trains.
1: Hashtag trains. trains.
0: Um, my favorite data structure. Continue.
1: Trains. <laughs> I think that about does. It. Oh, yeah. My website. I thought I have that, too. Brian and about me. Nothing's changed since the yeah, last episode, I think. Maybe updated my social media links, but that's
2: I mean, it. Did you add any uh, additional um, affiliate link things?
1: Oh, yeah. I think Sticker Mule is new on there. Yeah. Nice. find Sticker Mule things.
2: And that's they- because we have Nexus stickers now.
1: Yeah. If you want to buy sticker mule things, uh, you can save ten dollars, and you also give me ten dollars by just using my link. So, nice—that's free money for us.
2: I like—I like how I sort of started that, like on my page. Just,
1: you absolutely like, inspired me to do the same, and I, and I think
2: it's so funny because I, I always thought I'm never going to have any of these, so it doesn't matter to me. But then it suddenly happened.
1: I used your digital ocean affiliate link yeah, to make my account. So I think someone who I interned with used my digital ocean thing i don't yeah i think he used it i don't know if it's gone through yet if he's had it long enough
2: someone at work was trying to register a domain name and i i, I forgot to tell him to use my affiliate links to to, to hover yeah like, darn
1: yeah i'm always looking out for that oh i should put is do i have dropbox on there that's a good one to have because that yeah gives you just free space and i'm still using my edu email only, oh i do have it on there okay. if
2: only anybody like dropbox
1: <laughs> I have more space than I could use. I think my free 2GB account is somewhere around like 18GB. That's so. awesome.
2: Oh, that's absurd. 16.8. Cool.
1: It wasn't 18 months, but there was, it was a 2-year, like, 2GB expiration yes. hmm.
2: Well, you can find me just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter <laughs> at RandomR, and of course, on my website, RyanRamperset.com, where I have not updated since this September what I've been doing, but I just told you what I've been doing for the last two months, so <laughs> take this episode as the update in place of that. Perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome! Yeah, it's been fun. It has been.
1: Yeah. See you, you all month. soon. Mm-hmm. Have a good one.